0: Welcome to the Happily You podcast, where we'll dive into topics surrounding personal development, food, fitness, and all things that'll help you become Happily You. Join me on my journey of self-discovery as I learn more about human design, diet and exercise that works for me, and help you find what works for you. And I want to help you accept and embrace yourself and know that you're exactly as you're meant to be. And leaning into that will open up a whole new world for you. Listen every Friday as podcasts are released, and don't forget to share, subscribe, so I can continue to bring you content that helps you in your journey. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Happily You podcast. Uh, This week... Gosh, it feels like a really long week, but a really short week. I Like, I think last Friday was the new moon. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, gosh, so much has happened since then. So I did my, like, first ever full moon, like, ritual. Um, I took a bath. I meditated. I pulled some oracle cards. I, gosh, what the heck else did I do? <laughs> I burned some Palo Santo. I just, like, really, really relaxed Myself, I journaled um, and I got into bed. I didn't drink or anything on a Friday night. um, And I got into bed and I woke up the next morning feeling amazing like I felt so good. And then Saturday night, um, I, I went to I had asked the universe, I'd put it out. I wanted to, A, that I was ready to have friendships, relationships, community. And B, I was really looking for like an intuitive, a life coach, somebody that can help me like along this journey. And so I had seen on Facebook about this goddess full moon circle that was going to happen. Um, but I was like, I don't know anybody to bring. I don't know anybody there. So I kind of just like scrolled past it on Facebook and I, you know, didn't really think anything of it. And then I thought something came up again and I thought about it and I went back and I was like, all right, I'm going to say I'm going, uh, And I'm going to try and see. Um, It was for women only, which uh, made me feel a little bit safer, I guess. Uh, And so I, about noon on Saturday, I was pretty much like talking myself out of it. I was like, I don't need to go. Not a big deal. Um, And so, but I went. (laughs) I went. I sat in my car outside of there. I got a little bit anxious. Not like as anxious as I might have in the past. um, But you know, because like for me walking in, there's so many times where people have been like, oh, what's wrong? Or you having a good time? Or I'll sit in the corner and just not feel like, and I guess in those situations in hindsight, like those just weren't my people. I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable because the situation wasn't comfortable for me. So, but I walked in, I got my coffee and, um, I was, somebody came up and talked to me and it was just, I sat next to like a few people that I struck up conversation with, but it was just such a beautiful experience. I'm so happy that I went. And the um, the woman that ran it, her name is Brittany Carmichael. And I'll put her like Instagram and everything down in here. She got up and she stood and she started talking and introducing herself. And she she had come up to me when I first got there and she was like, oh my gosh, I love your tattoos. And that just kind of like put me at ease in the situation that, you know, somebody like had, had approached me or whatever. But she's standing up there and she's leading this goddess circle, and she just, and she's like, I'm a psychic medium, I'm a life coach, (laughs) and I was like, oh my god, this is, like, exactly what I was looking for, um, so we had a conversation, we connected, and I had, like, a a one-on-one with her yesterday, uh, Wednesday, which was yesterday for today, but who knows when you're listening to this, um, so I had, like, a one-on-one with her, this was, like, my first ever, I've never, ever had, like, tarot cards read, none of, like, I have my own, but I'm just, like, learning, um, and so like, it was amazing. The session was am- amazing. So this is like, it's like one of those weeks where just like so much happened and it feels so long, but now it's like Thursday, it's almost Friday. So it's like so long, but yet yeah, so short. And like this week, um, all the cards, I have to say all the cards she pulled for me was so, so aligned with like everything I'm going through right at this minute I mean everything was about like decisions and patience and um, surrendering um, you know letting letting it happen and just and letting go of like that mental chatter and all those like fears and doubts it was like it was so perfect I had like I have been thinking about it since it was amazing but like all day after I had that session I was just like wow that was so so powerful and so aligned with everything and it was a really big reminder to me like I have only been on this journey since July it's just like anything right it's a process it's a journey not a destination like I will get there I don't need to rush it I guess because I'm kind of like you know I'm 33 so I'm a little bit later to start this game where it's like set, not game but I'm later later to start all of this whereas like other people have started their journey at 18 so now they're 25 and they're like seven years in or, six years, seven years into whatever, <laughs> I'm not good, seven years into it, and then, you know, and they're just, like, so, so I guess, like, for me, it's kind of just, like, I'm 33, like, now with another seven years, you know, I'm gonna be 40, um, I guess it's just, like, the realization that, you know, getting older, which is fine, but all, considering, all that considered, like, the amount of stuff that I feel, like, I feel like a completed different person than I was in June, it blows my mind sometimes. So it's like, if I can come this far in these few amount of months, like imagine in a year or two years. So it was just a really big reminder to like slow down, breathe, continue to meditate, continue to slow down and all that stuff. And like, it will come. It will, it will. you know, everything will happen when it's supposed to, right? That's what's meant for me won't miss me. And I really do believe that. And I truly believe that. And I've always like kind of, I've always had that pull towards spirituality, but I just never thought I don't know it just doesn't and one thing she said too in the in my session was you know she was talking about how you know because I told her like I was a newbie and this is like all since July and you know and she made a comment about something about you know and it probably just like smacked you in the face out of nowhere and I was just like man it really did <laughs> like out of nowhere I had no expectation that any of this was going to happen I just I did um I, I mean I, I've told told this story before on the podcast but uh In uh, June, I signed up for a six-week intensive, like, manifestation, intuition um, course. And I don't know what even, like, I I had been following um, the girl who led it for a while. And I was always watching her stuff, but, you know, I wasn't spiritual, so kind of some of it I just, you know, I didn't understand or it wasn't, you know, whatever. Um, But something just kept, kept coming back to me. And this is actually when, I guess... Unconsciously or subconsciously, I was actually doing this like waiting thing, not being so impulsive. Because I wanted to sign up for her class like a few times for her course and or her group, whatever. Something was like pulling me back, like, don't do it, don't spend that money, you don't need to spend that money. And I don't know what it was. Something just clicked one day and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna invest in myself. I'm gonna invest in myself. I've done all this inner work, I'm doing all this like self-love let me give myself, let me pay, you know, like when you invest in yourself, like magic is going to happen, right? It's like the the payout, the universe is going to reward you for taking that time to really like invest and in, in love yourself. And so I did it. Um, and I had no idea, like, you know, we had like a discovery call or a conversation and I was just, you know, I had asked her, I was like, oh, is it going to help with like career goals and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And she's like, yeah, we'll touch on that. And so like during that conversation, I had thought I was like, well, maybe this isn't what I think it's going to be. And it wasn't, but it was so powerful, so incredible, so like eye-opening, awakening, all that good stuff. And ever since then, it was just like, that's what led me into human design. Um, And human design led me into just like accepting myself. Human design was literally the thing that, you know, I'd been doing all this work, but it was like, who am I? I don't know who I am. You know, it was still like such a big, um, I just, I couldn't see it. I couldn't, I couldn't make sense of it. And then human design just made sense to me. It clicked for me and it just made me believe in myself. It gave me so much more confidence. So, whether you believe in human design or not or whatever your thoughts on it are, it's just that's what it did for me and that's why I'm so passionate to like share the knowledge that I'm learning because I'm like constantly reading about it and everything. Um because like for me it rings so true. It's like so aligned with the ex- my experiences like Uh, you know, and in the the places where I've had conditioning. Now, I absolutely completely uh, believe that we all have like, um, we all have the power of choice, right? With a freedom of choice, we can all make decisions um, that change the course of our life. And we all have different conditioning that, you know, some of this might not ring true to you because of like certain conditioning you've had in your life. But that's like it in a nutshell. That's like why I am dedicating another episode to Human Design. Because it's just something that I'm really passionate about, and if it, if this can do if it can do that for me, and I just hope that somebody else can gain something out of it, and it helps you accept yourself, because that's what all this is about for me, is right. It's helping you accept and love yourself, and through through human design, through food, um, that's why I'm going to get, becoming certified holistic health coach because all of those things like combine. Like food is my love. Food is like my my my. Uh, what do you call it? my love language. It's like that has been like such a core part of me. And through my life, like having that love but adapting it to be healthy um, has kind of always been the thing. And so combining all of that with like spirituality and all of the all of all of this is just like kind of coming together for me in a way that I never could have imagined. All of my like dreams and passions and goals are just like coming into one thing. And it's very, very cool to feel, to witness, to experience. And now I just have to surrender and say yes to opportunities that come my way and have courage to push through the uncomfortableness because whenever you have fear, right, what's coming next change. And you can either decide to go back to comfort or you can push through it. Be afraid, have courage, be uncomfortable, Um but just do it like this morning. I was doing a, I'm doing an unblocked shadow um, Not meditation, but inner work uh, journaling inner work. There's meditations in there as well And so the one this morning was like reach out to three three to five like people that you love and ask them to tell you Three things of yourself That are self-sabotaging self-sabotaging playing the victim or like activating, you know in, in a negative way And so like, as I was reading it this morning, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) That's, that's, that's silly. I'm not gonna do that. I don't want to bother anybody with those questions and people, you know, but then of course, like I worry about their judgments and what are they going to think of me and yada, yada, yada. Um, But I sat there and I was like, you know what? Do it. Because that's uncomfortable, do it. The way to push through that uncomfortableness and get to the next level is to do it. Sitting here like afraid isn't going to do me any good. So That is it. Um, this episode, I kind of just dive into a little bit more about human design. I think I get a little bit more in detail on each specific type. I know that Willow did like a really awesome explanation of it. I think the reason why I'm doing this episode, um, again, kind of about the types is because I feel like it has all kind of clicked for me a lot more. And so I want to talk about a lot more. Um, It's just something that I really love. And I hope you guys like this episode. I hope you gain something out of it. Uh, Learn a little bit, learn a little bit, learn a little something. (laughs) Clearly, I can't talk. Um, But yeah, here it is. You guessed it, I'm recording from my car. I should probably change it from like the, from the Happily You podcast to just like CarCast. (laughs) this is where I like to record. I don't know. It's where my inspiration comes. I apologize for all the background noise. Um, I do plan on getting like a professional microphone soon. So that will probably inspire me to do more at home and I will just have to make mental notes or, um, just do audio notes and then get back to it later. But that being said, um, I put out feelers for more on human design and I got a pretty, uh, big positive feedback, I guess, or, uh, A lot of people are actually really interested in human design and I let it sit for a while because I was like really consuming like everything human design, which I still do, but I kind of like put down the books for a few weeks and just let it all soak in and kind of just like let it, let myself like see it manifest in front of me in life and in like kind of when I talk to people... Um, I, I see that, you know, I, I think about it in human design terms. So that really showed me that um, being an emotional 6-3 emotional manifesting generator, um, I gave myself some time. I slept on it and I it is still like completely lights me up. It's a total passion of mine. Um, and so I really want to kind of like back up to why human design just really hit me, really struck me. And I've heard some people say it. And the very first time I talked to somebody about human design, I literally used that phrase, human design found me. I had no idea what I was saying at that time, but that's just the way it felt. It felt like human design found me. It came into my life in a time when it was just perfect timing, right? I was going through, I was getting to a better place, you know, after the divorce. I mean, it had been like a year and a half um, and I'd, you know, been doing therapy and everything. But I had gotten to a place where I was almost just like, I had done all of this work and I just felt like something was missing. I've always kind of felt like something was missing from my life. And this will make so much sense when I get a little bit deeper into it, especially when it comes to like your self center, your G center, your identity center, it's all the same thing. But when I, when human design came in the very first time I heard about it, I looked it up, but I was just like, wow, this is a lot. Um, and at the time I was just doing a lot of, you know, like between work and kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't have the time right then and there to like look into it. So I kind of forgot about it. And then the second time it was brought up, I was like, you know, I knew I pulled my chart. I can't remember what it was. And I kind of wanted to get into the conversation because it sounded really fascinating. So I went back and I looked at it and I was just like, okay, manifesting generator but everything else makes zero sense like what the hell am I gonna do with this it's a lot and so I just started reading everything online that I could everything I could get my hands on which led me to some ebooks because I didn't want to necessarily invest in um, the paper copy books and take up a space in my house and be finances because kindle books tend to be a little bit cheaper or you can find them cheap um, and then I just could not stop. I think I went through like every ebook that I could get my hands on within that first week. And some of the human design books, I guess, like don't translate well to ebooks. I'm not exactly sure why. But um, so the one I'm actually currently reading, I've been trying to read for the longest time, but it just said the author will let you know when it's back, you know, on Kindle ebook or whatever. So I didn't get a chance to read that book. And then, so finally, after reading, blowing through all these books, um, I could tell that it was, um, I was just passionate about it. it. It was, this was it, you know, I wanted to learn more. So I invested in the big book, you know, the, the, the big book, the expensive book, Ra Uruhu's book. So why did human design hit me like this? Well, I I have always throughout my life and I've heard a couple times like manifesting generators tend to get this a little bit more than everybody else. But I've just always felt like like something was missing, like I had a purpose but I just didn't know what it was. Um I felt like I was here for something but I didn't know and through conditioning and toxic relationships, I honestly just didn't feel like I was good enough for anything. You know, so it was just kind of like that that I didn't believe in myself. I had a lot of negative self-talk. Um You know, and so once human design like kind of came into my life and I looked at it, it was like looking at myself on paper, like every single gate, every channel, every center that was open or not open. There's one, there's a couple that I'll get into later that I had some questions about, but like everything made sense. Everything, it was literally and so what is the beautiful thing, what I think is the beautiful thing about human design is your human design chart, when you look at it, it's really complex. It's su- super simple, but it's really complex. But in essence, human design is who your soul was born to be. So at birth, before conditioning, before relationships, before cultural um, uh, pressures, before stress, before jobs, before kids, before all that, before all that happens and comes into your life, this is... You know, human design—the chart that you see in front of you—that is who you were born to be. That is you at your essence. And you know, through open centers, through conditioning, you will, especially in your open centers, that are—that is where you will find the most conditioning. That is where you will feel the most trauma. That is where, um, just that—that is your hardest parts. But it is also where you will get the most wisdom. And so your open centers are all the white centers. There's nine centers. But so I just saw this chart and I was reading about it. And like I said, it was, I felt like I was reading my life on a piece of paper and it was to the T. And I started talking to people about it and I, and it was like everybody that I talked to and and we looked at their charts and my limited knowledge at the time I was explaining to them, but they were just like, wow, it's so that's me, you know? Um, there was a couple that I think I just wasn't explaining right because I didn't understand right at the time, but it was just, it was amazing. And so it, it gave me, you know, on Willow's podcast episode, I believe it was episode seven. I'll put, I'll link it in the show notes because I can't remember right now. But in Willow's episode, she said that human design, is just kind of like a permission slip, right? It's a permission slip to be yourself. And that's really what it felt like for me. It it opened this new world of like, oh my gosh, I can be myself. Like this is who I'm supposed to be. I had been going to therapy for almost two years. I had been journaling, doing all this inner work to try and understand who I was and understand, um, you know, how to just let go and surrender and be myself. But I had no idea what that even meant. And then I looked at this human design chart and I read about it and it was like, this is who I am. And I've heard some people in the human design world feel very limited by that. And I really think it's important for anything, whether it's nutrition, and I've talked about it before, whether it's nutrition or just whatever it is, take what works for you and leave what doesn't. You know, it's for me, this is what works and I don't feel necessarily limited by it. Um, I know some people do feel limited by it because they define this as themselves. But also remember, like these are all modalities, they're tools. These are they're awesome, but you are the only one that can truly know you, right? Connect with yourself. That's what meditation's for, that's what journaling's for. Um, so I just like I said, this to me was like a permission slip to to look on paper and just and really understand myself for somebody that has such a hard time gosh, I I put it on a couple, um, Instagram posts this week. I was asked twice this past week, the question, who are you? And it was like, I froze and I panicked and I had that, who am I, you know, who, 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 what, des- what describes me? What describes me in a way that somebody's going to like me? Because I'm so, you know, that's part of my conditioning is feeling unlovable, feeling unworthy, feeling, fearing rejection and judgment. So that's something I work on every day and it's gotten a lot better, but it's still there. And so this kind of, I guess, gave me the words to explain who I was because I connected so deeply with this chart. And To back up even more, to go back to human design, human design was found by a guy named Ra-Uruhu, well he named himself Ra-Uruhu, his real name is Alan Krakauer, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Uh, He was a Canadian, I guess he was in a really rough patch of his life, so he just kind of like up and left and traveled the world, and he ended up in Ibiza, and of course you're thinking, because this is what I thought too, I was just like, it was probably drugs, (laughs) and I heard one source says that he was um, so you know he very well may have been but it's also been you know uh, psychedelics and altered state of minds have been used through this through the centuries through through all of time to get on that spiritual plane shaman use it shamans use it um, ayahuasca is taken to get onto that spiritual plane so it's not uncommon to have spiritual experiences while you're on. Um, psychedelic or mind-altering drugs because it just takes you closer to that that veil, right? That thin veil. I personally have not taken any. That makes me really anxious. Um, so I can't, I'm not one to speak of it, but this is, you know, that's what I've heard. So anyway, he was coming back, I guess, and he saw a light on in his hut, in his bungalow, his cabin, wherever he was staying. And, and he knew, it, he had, I think he had a dog with him. And he knew that he didn't leave it on. So he was like, what's this light? And so he goes into his cabin. His dog starts growling and barking. And then all of a sudden, I guess his dog just like kind of sat down and was quiet. And so he walked into his cabin where he was staying. And he heard, he calls it the voice. So he heard the voice. And he spent eight days just downloading this entire human design system. And what I found really fascinating was the, so human design is made up of different ancient systems, right? It's got the chakra system, but instead of seven chakras, human design has nine. Um, I guess in 1781, this is what was downloaded to him. In 1781, we went from, we evolved from a seven chakra system to a nine chakra system because we no longer needed to make decisions with our mind. And this is when we turned to start making decisions with our solar plexus, our emotions. Um, So it is comprised of the chakra system, Western astrology, You'll see on your chart when you get it on the, um, on the sides, there will be a black and a red, like kind of chart with sun symbols, sun signs. Um, it is also the Kabbalah tree of life and I feel like I'm missing one. I always forget chakras, Kabbalah. Oh, and the I Ching, of course. And what's really fascinating about the I Ching, and I'm probably going to get this all wrong because I'm not, I'm not like great with the science stuff, but what's really interesting is the I Ching has 64 gates in it. It's comprised of 64 gates. And so you can look at, um, the Ray of I Ching as it's Chinese and it was dated way back and they used to use it kind of like as an oracle. So each gate had a different meaning. Um, but the way that the whole thing was set up is, is like identical to the, um, DNA codons, I believe codons. Um, that make up our DNA. So it's like literally an exact replica of that. So it's really, really fascinating. Um, And then it's also got some quantum mechanics in there. And so all of these systems are put, are combined to give you the chart that you see in front of you. So it's really, really interesting. And of the nine system, sorry, of the nine center, you can go and I'll link it in the bio too. And I aren't not in the bio. Um, I'll link it in the show notes where you can get your chart. If you haven't pulled it, I did an episode before two episodes on human design, but you can go, I'll leave a link. You can go pull your chart so that you can look at it. Um, but there are, so there are nine centers. If a center is white, that means it's open or undefined. And if a center is in color, that means it's defined. So anything that's defined is something that as it sounds it's defined in you so your crown or your head center is the very top of your head it's the triangle at the top of your head and this is where your inspiration comes from Um, so if you have a defined center a defined head center you create your own source of inspiration so these are the people that are just like kind of running around just like full of ideas and um, they've always got something going on they've always got some sort of inspiration coming out of them And if you have an open center, you find your inspiration outside. And so the head is also a pressure center. So if you have an open center, you'll feel the pressure to answer other people's questions, other people's inspirations flow. And so people with this center, which is really, I have an open head center. And so for me, um, like take, for example, working from home. If you have an open head center, you may find it more difficult to focus when you're working from home. Home because you don't have that defined, in, you don't have that defined inspiration center, that defined pressure center. So for me, I find that I focus so much better at work, and it's probably because, like in an actual office, and it's probably because the people that surround me. And I would love to pull their charts, but I'm not at that point <laughs> to ask them for their exact birth time and place of birth. They'll think I'm crazy. But I'm probably surrounded by people who have defined head centers. And so maybe, you know, that kind of keeps me focused and on task. Um, and but I'm always, you know, I'm full of if I am looking for inspiration to create or whatever. And I think this is why I so often like being in the car or I get at the gym or I just get inspirations when I'm out and about. And I think it's because I'm around people. And so their inspirations, their their head pressures float into mine. They they, they their energy seeps and in, comes into my open head center, and this is where I get um, all these inspirations from. And I want to say one thing too, because I just kind of gave myself a little trigger word there. When you think of open centers, think of them as a screen and not a sponge, because you don't want to absorb the energy of people with defined centers. And what's the really beautiful thing is if you have an open center, think of it as a mirror. Right, you're reflecting society. You're reflecting others back to them, but that's not yours. So don't take on their energy as your own, especially like pressure centers. There's there are shadow sides to all of these centers, and you don't want to absorb. You don't want to take that in as your own. You want to sift it through, become wise about it, reflect it, acknowledge it, see it for what it is, but but release it at the end of the day, and know that that is not yours. Um, and so that's the head center, the top one. The second center is your Ajna center. And this is also your third eye. So this is kind of where you process all of these emotions. Um, It all comes through here. And so if you have a defined Ajna center, you have a defined way of processing everything. And if you have an open Ajna center, you don't necessarily have a way of processing everything. And so um, people like, like Albert Einstein has that combination of an open head and open Ajna center. So he literally has an open mind right a lot of really intelligent people have this because they are open to different processes they're open to different inspirations they're open to different ideas and not to say that you're closed minded if you have a defined center you just have a set way of processing the information that comes into your mind so it might take a little bit more for you to adapt to a different way of thinking or to see things a specific way not to say that you can't because you know it's also where you grew up or oh, your conditioning, I'm sorry. I, I grew up kind of everywhere. So I've been around so many people. And I'm, not to say that that is the definition of an open mind. But, you know, I see... But this is where it gets nuanced, right? Because then all my other centers kind of also combine the conditioning I've had in other areas. Like people-pleasing and whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I suppose, like for me having that defined way of processing these thoughts, um, and sifting through them. And then that will lead to the next center, which is your throat center. And so your throat chakra is where you communicate all centers, essentially not all of them, but a lot of them lead to the throat center, right? Because you want to communicate. That is, that is like part of life. That's how we get by. That's how we relate to others. That's how we create. That's how we manifest, and so depending on what centers you have connected to your throat center, and you'll have it connected through channels. So if you're looking at your chart, you'll see lines connecting the centers. And if they're white, they're undefined. If they're half, you, then you have a gate defined but not the entire channel. And if the entire channel is colored in either red, black, or combination of the two, <clears throat> that means you have a defined uh, defined channel. So, for example, if you have your emotional solar plexus um, channeled to your throat, that means that you can speak. You have a defined way of communicating your emotions. If you have your Ajna, you have a defined way of communicating your thoughts. Um, if you have your spleen, you have a defined way of communicating uh, your spontaneity. Your, this is also your survival. Um, So before I get too deep into that, so it really depends what center you or if you have like your identity center, which is the next one down, which we'll move to next that um, you'll have a defined way of communicating yourself, your identity, all that stuff. So right below the Ajna center is your identity center, your G center. This is one of the big ones. Um, It really affects us. So if you have this defined, you have a defined sense of self. You're not going to find yourself really walking around questioning who you are. Um, So this center is of um, identity, self, love, life, purpose. Um, So as I kind of talked about a little bit earlier, I've always found like I wanted to know like what's my purpose? Who am I? These are like deep questions that I have like my life has been surrounded by. And that's because I have an open G center. Um, Your environment is extremely important to you. So who you surround yourself with, the friends that you surround yourself with the places you surround yourself with. So if you feel off, like if something doesn't feel right, you're not going to thrive in that environment and you should probably change it um, because that really, really affects you. Uh, And if you have a defined one, you're not going to be affected by it that much. So connected to that, the next one is going to be your will and heart center. Connected to that on the right-hand side. That's a smaller little um, inverted triangle, I guess. That's like your will, ego, heart center. And as it sounds, this is kind of where your willpower lies. Um, This is where you will feel, if you have an open center here, you will feel that you need to prove yourself because you don't have willpower. And it's not to say that you don't have willpower in every way, but it's not consistent. So like for me, I have willpower when it comes to working out. I have willpower when it comes to eating a vegan lifestyle. But sometimes I lack willpower when it comes to finances. I lack willpower when it comes to um, sometimes my diet. I want to eat the processed foods that my kids do. And I know it's not good for me, but I don't have that defined sense of, of willpower. So if you have a defined center, you're going to have more of that defined. And, if, and having a defined will center is very rare. Um, so if you do have one, that's awesome. <laughs> good for you. But most of us don't. So we always feel this like extreme pressure to prove ourselves, And that's something that you'll definitely feel if you have an open will center. So next to the right, all the way to the right of that is your emotional solar plexus. If you have, um, so if you have a defined one, this one is interesting and it took me a while to like really get the gist of this because like, I've always felt like I'm emotional. Um, and I am cause I have a defined emotional solar plexus. So if you have a defined one, you're always going to, you're constantly going to be riding this wave of emotions. And so you're, you are an emotional being and you'll have one thing that they say, especially if you have, um, if your inner authority is emotional, which mine is, there is no truth in the now you are going to have to sleep on things. You're going to have to wait. And when you don't follow this, you're going to end up being spontaneous, impulsive, and things are just not going to work out for you. Um, But you are, you're going to, you're going to be triggered. You're going to go down, but know that when you go down, you are going to go back up. So people who have an open emotional solar plexus, these people, so one thing that happens when you have an open center is you not only take in others' energies from these centers, because that's the whole human design system is energy. That's all it is, right? It's how you use your energy. It's where your energy goes. It's how you process it. It's all comes down to energy. So, um, people with an open emotional center, you, your natural resting state, like when you are on your own by yourself in your room, you will probably feel pretty calm, but this is especially true of like couples and situations. So if one spouse or significant other has a defined and one has an open, um, you will probably be like on a roller coaster of emotions because if you have an open emotional center, you will take in those emotions and amplify them. So people who have an open emotional center will find themselves extremely emotional, and it's because you're taking on that those emotions of others and amplifying it. So it's really important for you to understand that those emotions you're feeling are not yours. So like I said earlier about the screen. Taking that in, sifting through it, and then releasing it is like the most important thing that you can do if you have an open emotional center. Um, and so, moving on from that, in the directly in the middle, it's like a square in the middle is your sacral, and this is if you have a defined sacral, you're a generator. Nobody else has a defined sacral, and this is like your energy source. Um, this is where your work ethic, this is where sex, all of these things, are found in in the sacral. You have a defined energy. You can go, 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 go. You don't necessarily need to rest where the other types may need to take naps. Um, they get it in bursts, uh, in waves, but it's not defined. It's really important if you have a defined emotion, uh, a defined sacral center, um, to wear it out during the day. So like for me, I used to like, I could never fall asleep. It was the hardest thing ever until I started working out. And so now in hindsight, it makes so much sense. I wasn't using all of my energy during the day. And unless I was like extremely emotional, I, yeah, I couldn't sleep. I had the hardest time falling asleep. But once I fell asleep, I was good. Uh, I could sleep for you know hours and hours and hours. But if you have an undefined um, sacral center, then you aren't necessarily going to have that set um, energy. But you will, if you're around uh, a generator, you'll be able to pick up that energy, amplify it, use it. But then when you're not around those generators anymore, you're going to feel worn out. And you're going to need to rest. Um, and so just being aware of that will really help you. Um, below that center, you have your root center, and this is a pressure center. This is the pressure of getting things done. Um, if you have a defined pressure center, you have a defined way of processing pressures. You have questions, you get things, you know what you need to do, you want to get things done. If you have an open um, if you have an open root center, Uh, You don't have a defined way of doing this. So you will feel pressures from those who do have a defined center to get things done. So you'll feel pressure to complete tasks. You'll feel pressure to um, follow through on commitments. And actually commitments is something that you'll find under your will center as well. So this is actually really big. uh, It's really important when it comes to like following through on your commitments. If you have an open will center, chances are you're probably making commitments that you're not following through with because you really don't want to be saying yes, but um, you're probably, maybe you're a people pleaser and you say yes, but you really don't want to. Um, But the pressure of getting things done comes from your root center. And the final center all the way on the left, the lone soldier on the left, is your uh, spleen. And so this is kind of like your survival center. This is the center where you're gonna find your fear. And depending on what gate you have open, Um, or defined uh, is the kind of fear that you feel. So these people, and I read it in one of the books that I'm currently reading actually, said that if you have a defined spleen, um, you're always, you're hyper aware of situations, right? So you're hyper aware of like what could go wrong. Um, And the author of the one book, uh, he was saying, he's like, yeah, people with defined spleens, I honestly don't know how they get out of bed in the morning because they're so hyper alert and hyper aware and like that fear and survival is constantly kicking in so they tend to be like super stressed and this is also the center that's connected with your immune system Um, so saying that although if you have a defined center you tend to be more stressed if you have a defined center you also tend to have a higher um, immune system because your body has a set way of processing and you have uh, it just has a set way I guess your immune system is just more powerful in that sense and so, of course, on the flip side, if you have an open spleen center, you will take in those fears and amplify it. So I see this a lot when it comes to my daughter because I have a defined spleen, but she doesn't. So I have a set way of processing all of those emotions. And I I guess I am alert and aware of what's going on around me, but I don't necessarily it doesn't stay with me, whereas obviously she's my daughter. She lives with she's constantly constantly around me and and and. Uh, you know, others like my parents, when the news is on or when she hears somebody talking about a situation like that, um, she will take that in and amplify it. And then that constantly, constantly stresses her out. So she's in this stage right now where she's just like terrified of everything. And it makes sense because she's taking in all of these fears from all of these people, with these defined spleens and amplifying it, making it as her own and stressing herself out. So that is in a nutshell the gist of the nine centers and I'm probably going to continue on and just and do um, you know specific episodes for each center Um, but really when you're starting out you're going to want to know your type which there are four slash five types, I guess, depending. Um, but there are the four types are generators. And like I said before, this type is like here to work. You are meant to get things done. You have this defined sacral, which gives you like energy upon energy. Um, And you really need to do things that light you up. And within the generators, generators split down between pure generators and manifesting generators. I am a manifesting generator. And so manifesting generators, one of the biggest differences is that manifesting generators need to multitask. (laughs) It is one of our things. We are huge multitaskers, super passionate, always trying to get everything done at once. Um, But what's interesting is that if you give a generator and a a manifesting generator the same task, um, the, they will actually say six months down the line, they'll end up coming to the same conclusion at the same time because the manifesting generator does things so quickly and we have to experience things and figure things out in our own certain multitasking, going back and fixing things way that we will end up kind of will ending up at the same spot at the same time as a generator, but we have a different way of doing it. And the thing is you got to let us do it. <laughs> Don't mess with the system. And I know this is so true of like my life. When I look back, I've always got that, you know, and the other thing too, when we're doing things that don't light us up, oftentimes we will just not finish it because it, it doesn't bring us passion. And it's really hard to have that focus, um, to want to complete it when we just kind of don't care. So that is essentially the generator, the manifesting generator. That is our purpose is to be workers are, um, are, Strategy is to respond, wait to respond. So the generator is wait to respond. And because manifesting generator has some manifesting in there, we have to wait to respond, but also to inform. And so that looks like responding to life around you. It's not like I have to sit here twiddling my thumbs, waiting for somebody to tell me what to do. No, it's not somebody telling me what to do. A perfect example for me is with this podcast. I sat, I had I had the idea for it and I wanted to do it. And I sat and I rewrote it and I rewrote it and I recorded it and I was like, uh, oh, I was insecure about it and it just didn't feel right. So I didn't end up putting it out and I was having a conversation with somebody and they were like, you should just do it, put out your podcast. And so in response to that, I got in the car and one of my biggest fears was like, what am I going to sit and talk about for 30 minutes? Like I've just, you know, I'm not much of a talker. And look now at this podcast, some of these episodes go for well over an hour and It just flows, and it flows because I was responding to somebody. I was responding to the i. I was responding in making the podcast. Whereas before, when I was sitting and re-scripting and thinking about it and putting ideas down and re-recording, that I was trying to manifest and initiate myself. So then we go to manifestors. Manifestors are the only type that can initiate. They because what makes a manifestor is having a motor. Center attached to your throat, and that is what—that's um, why that's what makes a manifesting generator manifesting generator. Because we have the sacral defined, but we also have um, a center defined to our throat, a motor center defined to our throat. But manifestors, pure manifestors, are the only ones that can manifest. They can make things happen. They don't have to wait to respond. They don't have to. I mean, their so their strategy is to inform. And this is like this is not comfortable for them and it's not something that they want to do they want to get things done but they don't want you to ask a thousand questions they don't want you to get in the way they don't want you to try and stop them so oftentimes because they're met with this especially when they're young they're being told what to do they're being told what not to do they tend to not inform others but when they don't inform others they they will find that they enter they, they they encounter problems Um, So their strategy is to inform others. And then we have the projectors. Projectors are here to lead. Um, That is their purpose here. Projectors, as opposed to like some of the other types who are actively doing things like generators, manifesting generators who are working towards it, manifestors who are just making it happen. You are kind of like waiting. Um, Your theme is sort of to wait for that invitation Um, wait for an invitation to do something. You don't have a defined sacral and you have nothing connected to your throat um, chakra. So you need to wait for that invitation, but that doesn't mean like, just like generators and manifesting generators who have to wait to respond. Um, You don't have to like sit there twiddling your thumbs and not doing anything, like do things that light you up and that make you excited. Um, But wait for that invitation to do things. And then once you do, you've in the meantime, you've been observing observing everybody and everything. And so that's when you can jump in and like really lead the situation. Um, because you don't have that defined sacral, you may find that you need to take naps more often. Um, because just like everything else, when you are around somebody who has a defined sacral, um, you are going to pull in that energy, amplify it. But then once that is gone, um, your natural self is just kind of relaxed, chill, easy, calm. So once that energy is taken away and because you took it in and amplified it, you might feel like you need to nap. You might feel like you need to relax um, and kind of get back to your natural state. So you're not really meant to work like a nine to five. Um, you're not meant to overwork yourself like some of the other like generators and manifesting generators will just kind of work, 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 work. <laughs> and I realized that was a Rihanna song, um, but you're not you're not necessarily meant to do that. Um, like I said you are a leader you're meant to lead but you're not necessarily supposed to be in there doing all of the hard work Um, not that your work isn't hard it's just different as opposed to actually getting in and like doing and like building it right so you're supposed to be observing um, leading all that good stuff and our last type, which is the most rare, you're about 1% of the population, and that is the, the reflectors. And what makes the reflectors so rare is that of all the nine centers, they don't have any defined, so they are completely open. And really what this means is they're here to reflect their community, their environment back. Um, so it's really, really important for you as a reflector to um, really listen to yourself and know like, when you go into a place into an environment, like if something doesn't feel right, then it's not for you because you're never going to, um, if something feels off, it's never going to work for you. So like, even if it's going to a restaurant and this is an example I've read like many times, but like, say you go to a restaurant, you just don't have like a good feeling. The entire experience for you isn't going to be good. You're going to some, you know, your food might get wrong. Um, your waiter might have an attitude. You're just not going to enjoy, enjoy the experience. So like in this situation, maybe ask for a different table. Um, and you may feel bad um, being around people uh, that might get irritated or whatever with this, with it. But you are not going to have a good experience until you listen and feel like super comfortable. And the thing with reflectors too is because you are so open, as with every open center, open centers kind of mirror right? So like if a defined um, ego is with an undefined ego, the undefined is going to reflect the defined back at them. So in essence, because you are completely wide open, so you reflect others completely. You are literally like a complete mirror reflecting everybody back at themselves. And so this is incredibly powerful at the same time. Um, You have the ability to like I I said earlier, like sift all of that through, reflect it back. Um, And this is like where all of your wisdom comes in. But this, like I said earlier as well, a lot of uh, trauma and issues come in with the open centers. And so there's the potential for conditioning everywhere. Um, So it's really, really important, like who you surround yourself with your environment and all that stuff. I am going to leave it here this week. I will come back next week and talk more about, um, like Gates channels, strategy, um, inner authority. And what I probably should have done is just literally do an episode like on each type but I kind of like went into all the types here and then I'll dive deeper into it next week. If there's like an interest, I will probably just do um, an episode, like mini episodes, like 20 minutes on manifesting generators, 20 minutes on generators and so on and so forth. And just kind of like really dive into like a lot more detail on each of them. Um, This week, the book that I am reading is human design discovering the the person you are born to be by chet chitan i am kind of mispronounced that i apologize i'll put it in the notes um parkin and this book is like so amazing and it's really funny when i first started like reading all into human i tried to like read this book on an ebook for so long and it's just not available on amazon as an ebook so finally i was like let me just get it and it's so awesome um i'm really really loving this book um, as for like inspirational quotes this week, oh, there there have been a few, um, but one thing that I got from, I had a one-on-one with a psychic medium, tarot reader, uh, life coach, all that good stuff, um, but she was just saying, we I have to send it to her too because it was just like one of those quotes I'm like writing down, I'm like, this is my mantra for the week. Whatever you do, do it with joy, and you're doing your job. I love that so much. So it is so awesome. It just like fits perfectly for everything this week. Um, And then podcasts. I'm still really hung up on the same ones. I'm really loving almost thirty higher self podcast. Um, So if you guys want to check out any of those, I'll put them in the show notes. I'll put them in um, the show notes. Uh, They're in show notes from previous episodes. If you look for like the human design, or I don't know if it was the human design one, but it's been in some of the other ones but I'll put them here too (laughs) so you don't have to go digging for them um I hope that you have a wonderful weekend whatever you do um if something in this resonated with you or you know somebody who's interested in human design please share the episode um I'm also working on a pdf like a, a file just going like deep diving I'm literally not even on I think I just finished the centers I'm like eight pages in so that's gonna be a big one it's coming out Um, I'd say the next couple weeks I'll definitely let you know when it is out and I also have the Facebook group that I created so that we can talk about all this stuff all things spiritual um, and kind of like build a community there non-judgmental just uh, people who want to connect over spirituality and all all that good stuff so I hope you have a beautiful weekend and I will talk to you again next week.